locked in to another episode of The Curious Wire. The Curious Wire. With the most curious person in multifamily. We're not trying to sell you anything here. We just want you to learn real things that will help you elevate your career, challenge you to think and be curious. Join us on this journey to challenge the status quo. Let's go. We are back with another episode with a guest, and the way we roll here is the guest introduces themselves, so go ahead. Hi, I'm uh, Mike Brewer, and I am the Chief Operating Officer at uh, Radco, the Radco Companies, uh, based in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, we buy and sell multifamily buildings, um, and as of late, uh, have started to get into the hotel business. So uh, we love real estate. The company's been around for about 27 years. Our owner is a true entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneur and uh, an opportunist. So, uh, and I've been in the real estate business for roughly thirty years now, and loved every minute of it. I'm, I'm, I want to ask you some questions about the hotel industry, but we'll, we'll save that for another time um, <laughs> to understand that. Now, we are in property management, the multifamily industry, and truly every business is probably a people-centric business. But I can't think of an industry that's more so than ours. Now, to really, truly be good at that, like as an industry, we have to really focus on our people. And I think that there's a lot of space for us to improve on that. Now, from what I've gathered and knowing you over time and you being very kind uh, kind with your time and sharing insights with me, I, I see that I've learned that you have a very unique perspective because you've spent a lot of time in different positions, um, both on-site and at corporate, and you have gathered like this pool of information and experience and and being a person um with your your title and the company that you're working at you're not just up on the tower like you have a lot of experience and relate a lot to the full aspect of the the people part so i kind of open with what are your thoughts on as an industry what are we doing for the people our focus on the people what could we do better to focus on people yeah I, I, so i think the punchline answer to that question and then maybe i'll kind of back up and tell you how i got to that thesis is that we and i think this is a business um, businesses at large uh, don't do a great job of this and that is looking at people holistically um the way i like to describe that is if when people come to your office and there's not this coat hook that sits right outside of the office where you take off all your problems, you put them on the coat hook and you hang it there and then you cross the threshold and you go into the business, right? And you operate in this sort of different ecosystem. No, they bring their problems right into the to the business with them. And I think business doesn't know necessarily know how to handle that. If somebody is having a bad day, if somebody isn't operating or firing on all cylinders, we need to leave room for them uh, to to take a break or to go home for the day. Or uh, if something is of some order of magnitude bigger than that, we need to give them some sort of psychological safe place to go and resolve that so that they can come back to the business. And the, the way that I got that or got to that uh, point was I grew up in a, in a very broken home. Um, in a lot of sort of uh, just adverse activity. Let's leave it at that, right? I grew up in that home. So I became very hypersensitive to my environment. 
I knew when a certain parent was coming home that the way they literally the way they turned the doorknob, I knew what I knew what person was coming through that door and I knew whether to hide or I knew whether we were going to be jovial for the evening. Right. And so I say that to say this, it it sort of gave me this uh, frame of reference about life as it relates to people. And I knew that I didn't want to treat people the way I was treated as a child. Right. And so I grew up um, always thinking of others first, right? Thinking about their mental states, thinking about what could I do to make their lives better, whether that be in a friendship and or in a business context. And so you fast forward to today, I I take mental health very seriously. So when people come into our work worlds and they're struggling with something, I'm hypersensitive to the fact that they are struggling. And then I'm very active about discerning what it is and finding resource for them to, to help them, um, I guess, be better versions of themselves. Very interesting in the sense of like, if we all look at ourselves, you know, if you're having a personal matter, how can that not impact you? You know, if you have somebody in your family who is not well, right? You don't just That's forget right. about that when you go to work. That that weighs on you if you are having tension in a relationship in your personal life. And and the reverse, like when th- everybody's healthy and your relationships right. are thriving, you're going to be better. And I think most people see this, you know, even yourself, like when you're exercising and you're taking care of yourself, you show up to work differently. That's right. And so what I'm hearing from you is like as 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 an industry, we need to we need to really explore that, you know, not just what are we doing for employees or everybody, the people when they're at work, but, and I guess that's what you mean by the holistic approach is, is, is yeah, they're, they're people, they have lives and they have stress and they have things that impact all parts. And if we want them, you know, I think it's in the one minute manager or the new one minute manager. It's like when people are happy and they're feeling good, they perform better. So as as an industry, like what can we do for people in that? Like, how could we make people happier and more productive and healthier as a whole? And that will impact how they show up. Yeah, I, th- I think that's that is something that the the industry, and it's not just the multifamily industry, right? It's it's really businesses that extend beyond multifamily that have to consider that. And I I think it's evolving, and I I think that. Um, at least my sense is that since COVID uh, happened and I consider true, I, I sort of think about uh, the adverse effect of things in either small T trauma or big T trauma, right? And I, I classify COVID as a big T trauma and you sort of go through this trauma has phases, right? There's the crescendo moment of when it happens. And then there's the unfolding over time and how things manifest themselves in your lives. So COVID is starting, at least in my head, to manifest itself in our lives. We see it in the great resignation. People sort of rethought, they thought about their lives in a different perspective. And many people just left the workforce altogether, right? Um, but I think our our industry also has to contend with the fact that people have little T traumas that happen in their lives every single day. You know, multiple little T traumas that happen. I, my car didn't start this morning. My walked out and I had a flat tire and all these things. And so I, I say all that to say this. I think the industry um, can set the stage for uh, enriching 
people's lives and helping them understand what are the various things that you can install in your personal life. And by the way, we'll support those things. You know, I'm a big believer at getting up at five o'clock in the morning and eating a nutritional breakfast and uh, well, prior to even waking up, getting eight hours worth of sleep and then waking up and eating nutritional breakfast, having time for meditation, understanding what my exercise routine is going to be. And all these things I sort of prime my pump with, right? Prior to walking into work, helping people understand there's a whole thing that you need to install in your life in order to, to show up, not just at work, but also in your personal life where you can be present and mindful uh, of your attitude and how it's impacting others. And, and uh, I think business can, business was really set in place to do that. And, and we need to learn how to do it. So, so two quick thoughts is uh, one, a book that I recently listened to is called thinking in bets. And it's this idea that, um, she became an accidental uh, poker player. Yep. yep. And um, so she has this analogy in the book, you know, somebody flips a coin and gets heads four times in a row. So you ask people, what are the odds of that happening? So everybody defaults to trying to figure out like, oh, 50, 50 and this and, and so forth. And the point that she makes is like, you're not considering the unknowns. You're not considering, is it a two-headed coin? Is it weighted? And in poker, you have to consider the unknowns. And here, like the, with people, you have to consider the unknowns. Somebody comes to work and maybe they have a little bit of an attitude. So if you just look at what you see and say, oh, this person has a bad attitude, then you're going to deal with them that's just that they have a bad attitude. And guess what? That's going to have a bad outcome. But if you consider there are unknowns, maybe there's something bigger here. There, there probably is something bigger. <laughs> let, let, let's be obvious here. Like, is it something in their personal life? Is it something with another colleague? What is it that's impacting? If you just look at what you see and you're just trying to calculate what are the 50-50, right. you're, you're, gonna, you're missing out on a lot. The second thing that has, I've been thinking about a lot is this idea I got from Lex Sisney. He has a book called Organizational Physics and the Laws of ther- ther- Thermodynamics, I think it is, that like everything needs energy and if it's not infinite. And if you're not replacing that energy, so he talks about in a business, a business and, and people, like you have to be getting energy. You can't just be having things take your energy. Right. And so when a person figures out like what gives you energy and what takes your energy, that, that like if, if you're only, if your job is only taking your energy, it's not going to have a good outcome. But if there's parts of your job, like there are parts of my job that really give me energy. Like I actually love spending time with people and learning about things. You know, we were just talking right before we hit record about asking them questions, giving them like that you could learn more about them. And I'm not looking to pry into people, but when I have a better understanding of like what makes them tick and what do they like and what are they passionate about, I spend more time talking in my one-on-ones with what do they want to do outside of work or beyond this job versus like the actual job. And guess what? They're more passionate about those things than just talking about leasing. You know, if somebody wants to become a realtor, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. I had a, somebody on the team, she wanted to become a realtor. I was like, great, let's make a plan for that. Because I think leasing is a great segue to sure. becoming a realtor. So I said, you should be viewing every prospect that comes in as a future client. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, let's, let, let's go interview some realtors and find out what it takes to become a successful realtor because when people say they want to become a realtor they 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 have analysis paralysis by getting their license i was like forget your license like that's just it's a detail right and so i was like let's find some realtors so she's like okay i could do that i was like you know what let's do it right now did a search we found a list of 10 realtors i was like okay let's call them she's like what i was like okay i'll do it 
I called them, put it on speaker. I said exactly who I am. And I said, you know, director of leasing, I'm sitting here with one of my leasing specialists. She wants to become a realtor. Would you be willing to go get coffee so she could pick your brain? She's like, sure. The call was less than two minutes. She gave me her email. I made an email introduction to them. And then go in that. She was, her mind was blown. Like, what just happened here? Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's that kind of involvement in somebody's dream or wish or desire to your point compels them. Even if she never went to become a realtor and she stayed with your organization, she'll never forget that moment in time where you took, right? You took 30 seconds, you took two minutes, you took five minutes out of your day to get deeply involved in something that she was encouraged by or compelled by. And the fact that you did that, she'll be loyal to you and your organization forever, right? Because you cared enough. Well, even if it's not, hopefully that, that, you know, they don't, I don't need them to be loyal to me or to the company forever, but hopefully wherever they go on, that sparks that like they'll do that for somebody else. That's right. That's right. Very true. And I think that, um, you know, we're about to wrap up and I think that you unpacked a, a, like a huge topic. I was not expecting it to be so holistic here, <laughs> but I think that it's a really like, w- what would the takeaway, like what, what can people do to start approaching this? Cause I, my takeaway is like first on an individual level, like all property managers, leasing managers, regional managers, whoever listens to this, if they say, okay, let me start to do like, I can't change my company, but when I deal with people, on my team, my colleagues, if I start taking this like holistic approach, they're people just like I'm a person. And if there are things that are stressful in their life, that means it's going to perfect in, impact their performance. Would you say that that's a takeaway that if this message, that if we all start individually focusing on that, because it's going to take a lot to get a whole company to start saying, we need to look at it, this as a holistic approach. Yeah, I think it is individual, but I also, I would also say it's, I don't want to sound cliche, but it, it really is inside out work. And and you really need to prep yourself as an individual to, um, in order to show up and be helpful for another person. If you've got your own concerns, which we all do, right? We're all broken people. I would encourage everybody to start there. If, if it's going to see a therapist, if it's just having, uh, to pick up the phone and call and say you're sorry to somebody that you wronged, do that work first in yourself. That way you can show up uh, and be intentional and be helpful to other people. And I, I think to the extent that you do that and others, and you allow others to see that, that you're vulnerable, right? And they see you doing that inside out work, they feel compelled to do the inside out work. And then you sort of start this flywheel effect within an organization where people are just willing to show up and do the tough stuff. Awesome. Uh, we have literally just under a minute. Um, we end with so, some questions. So what's a purchase that you've made in the last 12 months that you would recommend? Oh, I love books. Uh, I bought this book called The Little Black Book of Decision Making. I love to understand processes to get to decisions and outcomes. Okay. Um, a place that, you visit, that you've gone to that you recommend? Uh, let's see. I would say Venezuela. Okay. My favorite country. And uh, I was going to do a, a book recommendation, but you did. What's an item on your bucket list? Oh, I want to hike in the Patagonias. Excellent. Mike, thank you so much for taking the time. This was a blast, a little longer than usual, but uh, this is packed with a lot. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you.